0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And today we're talking about a subject that uh, a lot of us are faced with, but we we don't like to talk about, and that subject is death. Um, for most of us who, uh, are here in the United States and I guess the world abroad, we learned yesterday that Kobe Bryant and his 13 year old daughter, along with other passengers, suddenly died in a tragic helicopter crash, uh, here in California. Um, and it just brought to light for me, you know, seeing the outpouring of, of emotions and, and thoughts around the world based on what Kobe Bryant um, meant to everybody, really started me thinking about you know life and death, especially with our famous people that we admire and respect. You know, last week I think we lost Neil Peart from uh, the drummer from Rush. You know, a phenomenal drummer lost his life to brain cancer three years after coming off the road and retiring from from Rush. Um, you know, for me, I think about Robin Williams. That's one of the deaths that still impacts me to this day. Thinking about his suicide. You know, so when we have famous people in our life that pass away, it's crazy because. In some respects, we've never met the person, we don't really know them, but when they pass away, it's like a part of us dies also. And it was just something that just caused me to think, and I had a different show planned for this week. But in light of that, I just wanted to bring something, you know, raw and unscripted to you guys and talk about the subject of death and some ways that we can actually, you know, work around it and give it a deeper meaning when it happens. But more importantly, you know, what can we do while we're alive so that when our time comes that we are able to pass along a legacy that we're proud of? You know, I'm sure Kobe Bryant, as much as he does, he would want to be here right now. I'm sure he can look back on his career and be very proud of what he accomplished and the legacy that he left. I mean, I can't even imagine how devastating it must be for his kids. I mean, I think he has a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. So that breaks my absolute heart to think about those kids growing up without their dad. But the important aspect of that is that they're always going to find that their dad was a positive role model and a mover and a shaker. He was committed to his craft. He worked harder than anybody else did. And you could see that by the reflections and the testimonials from Michael Jordan, from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, from Magic Johnson, from, from LeBron James, for all of the great legends in the sports center. And I'm not a big sports person by any means, but it really moved me and it really caused me to think about Why is it that when somebody passes away, especially somebody who's a celebrity figure, why does it impact us so much? Why does it feel like a part of us dies? And so I just wanted to bring to you a raw and unscripted show that kind of deals with a subject matter we don't want to talk about, but it's all something that we're gonna face, you know, both personally and in our lives. And I wanna provide you some sort of motivation and inspiration out of that because that's what being kick-ass is all about. It's about taking the shit in our lives and finding a way to give it a different perspective, give it a different meaning so that we're not wallowing in self-pity, we're not wallowing in depression and, and tragedy, but in some way we can take that pain and we can turn it around. I mean, I talk about it all the time. You know, the hero's journey, the things that I went through in my life to create me to be the person I am today. I would not be here if I didn't go through all that shit and all that trials and all those tribulations and everything. And I didn't reshape my perspective on why it happened and what it meant for me and not to me. Right. So when we think about, you know, the tragedies of our heroes passing away, um, you know, for me, it was Robin Williams when he passed away, when he, when he committed suicide, I remember both me and my wife were here at home in our home offices, respectively. And we both got the word and we were both in tears. It was like a part of us died. Right. And so, you know, what happens when somebody leaves a hole in our heart? What happens when our parents pass away or our kids die tragically? You know, that's a huge fucking thing to deal with and something that can paralyze us for the rest of our life. But for me, when I was thinking about it, Like, why do we get so sad when major people die? You know, I think we think that they're untouchable. We think that, you know, with all the money and all the fame and all the resources that they have, that somehow they're impervious to some of life's tragedies. But when you even think back to like Patrick Swayze, you know, dealing with pancreatic cancer, you know, with all his money and all his fame and everything that he had, he could still not beat pancreatic cancer and died. You know, when you think about people with depression, you think about Robin Williams and all... The, the millions of people that he impacted with his comedy and with his heart and everything else, it still wasn't enough to keep him going. You know, why is this? Why, are, why do we have these holes in our hearts? And what can we do to heal ourselves better? But the real important fact is that what can we do for ourselves so that when our time comes that we don't immediately think like, you know, whether it's a long illness or a quick death, that we immediately don't think of like, you know, it's too soon, I'm not done. Right For me, when I think about all of this, it's like, you know, geez, if I died at 41, which is obviously a while back ago, you know, I would have had so many things that were left on the table that I didn't get done. And I know that from what I understand and what I've read, that Kobe had a bunch of stuff that he was working on. He got an Academy Award, I believe, for a short story that he did. So he was well on to doing other things, but at least at the very, at the very least, he created and followed a passion and left a legacy that uh, will be there for for all time, right? So when 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 we're thinking about our lives, you know, what happens and, and what can we do? So I want to point this out in in one of two different, one of two directions, how to deal with death, but also for ourselves, what we can do, more importantly, while we're alive, so that we don't have those regrets and that we leave behind a legacy that we're proud of, right? You know, God forbid I get in my car and I go to pick up my son and something happens and I die today, right? You know, honestly, I have so many other things that I want to do in my life, but I can look back and I can think about the blogs I've written and the videos I've done and the the podcasts I've done, the radio shows I've done, you know, the posts I've done, the people I've impacted. I know that my life meant something and I know that I made an impact on the people while I was here. You know, I know I was a great father while I was here. I know I was a great husband. You know, I can leave behind a legacy that I'm proud of. You know, 10 years ago, I couldn't, you know, I was known as the partier, the bullshitter, you know, all this different stuff. You know, it wasn't all positive um but now i'm living my life congruently and i'm really making an impact so that that when my time does come hopefully you know 60 years from now um then i'll better and bigger legacy so what is it that we need to do you know when somebody dies i think one of the first things that we can do really is honor them and honor their life right so if if kobe bryant had a huge impact on your life what can you do to continue that legacy what can you continue to do to to can you to continue the fire uh, in your belly um, so that there's not as much remorse and there's not as much sadness in there. Right. So, what did Kobe stand for? He stood for commitment to to his profession. He would stay there longer than anybody else did. He dedicated himself to his craft, to working out, to pushing himself more than anybody else would. So, you know, what can you do for yourself? Are you pushing yourself? Are you leaving everything on the court that you possibly can? You know, if he was an inspiration to you, what you could start doing is saying, you know what? Kobe's life meant something to me. And just like him, I'm going to play full out every day. I'm going to play whether I have injuries or not. I'm going to play whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to set the standard for what it means to be me and my profession and my career in my advocacy so that I don't leave anything on the court. You know, I think that's super, super important. So when somebody passes away, you think about what does their life mean? What, What was it for? And you continue that legacy on in your own pursuit, um, much in a different way. You know, when, when my mom passed away, you know, what could I do to continue her legacy? And something as simple as it was every year on her birthday, I sit there and think, what would mom want to do? So example, for the first year after she passed away, I was like, what would mom do? if What would we do if mom was here? And we would go to TGI Fridays and we would have a grilled flat. She would have a grilled flat iron steak, uh, mashed potatoes and uh, some sort of strong drink. That was mom. So on the first year of her passing, I said, what would mom do? And we did those things. And we went home and we watched a, a, a cartoon because I know my mom would have watched a cartoon. So it was a way of keeping that legacy and that memory alive and honoring that spirit. Even though the person's physically gone, they're never truly gone. And it's something that I really believe. It's something that I've been doing a lot of research on. I've been doing a lot of research on past life regressions and what our souls are versus what our conscious is. And it's really deep stuff, but it's really inspiring and uh, impactful for me to know that you know, when somebody's gone, they're not necessarily gone. They're still here in spirit. And I know some of you might not find that easy to believe or want to believe or it, it, it distorts whatever beliefs you have. But for me, that works. And so when I think of somebody not being here anymore, I still think of them in the soul sense that they are here, that I can hear their voices in my head. If they were here, I could ask them questions and I could hear in their voice what they would tell me because I know what they would. You know, For example, my, my mentor, Bill White, You know, he's been dead for a long time. But if I'm ever in a, in a crux situation and I need some advice, I sit there. I'm like, what would Bill do? What would Bill do? What would Bill tell me right now? And I could hear in his voice, he'd be like, oh, Christopher, you know, you're being a dumbass, you know, you should be doing this. So they're never really gone. And if you really tune into that, I believe you can still hear them. I believe that there's spirit guides and there's things that can, that can help you get in touch with that. There's psychics and there's mediums. But the point is, is if you choose to believe that they're still here and they're still here supporting you, then they are. And that's the beautiful thing. But, you know, you got to live in their legacy. You got to live in their honor and you have to make your life mean something. Right. So in, an example for what it does to us is I think it, it illuminates the fact that, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And quite literally, my life could end in 20 seconds, two hours, 10 days, two years, 16 years, 20 years. We don't know. But the point is, is what do we do while we're here? How do we make a kick-ass life? How do we make a kick-ass legacy? How do we stop the bullshit in our lives from ruining things and instead dedicate to ourselves every day to perfecting our craft, right? Just like Kobe did. Uh, just like Neil Peart did, you know, up until the time he retired, I mean, he was a phenomenal drummer. That was his focus. That's what he left. And, you know, aside from the tragedies that happened in his life, he overcome, he overcame, you know, his daughter dying, his wife dying, you know, he had to endure a lot of stuff, but he stayed with it. He stayed with the program and he stayed committed to his life. And I respect the shit out of that. And so I think for me, what does it, what does it mean to do that? Right? One of the most important things you could be do, you could be doing is fulfilling your legacy each and every day. But one of the first things we could stop doing is stop focusing on the bullshit and the negativity in the world around us, right? And instead, make the world a better place. Can you imagine what the world would be like if we just simply started being nicer to each other? If we stopped focusing on what our differences are and started focusing on what our commonalities are and our similarities are? Can you imagine what the world would be like if we all just did something nice for somebody else every single day? What a kick-ass legacy you can leave for yourself. I mean, that is the important fact about life. The important other fact about life is what you're, you focusing on every day. You know, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you should be thinking to yourself, man, I made an impact in the day. I moved some needles in the fact of what it is that I want to achieve in my life. You know, I was a great person. I was present. Part of the problem with our lives is that we get so inundated with all the bullshit and we get focused on, you know, the fears and all the other bullshit that's never going to come around. And instead we don't focus on the moments, right? you know, the simple moment of having dinner with your family. That may be the last dinner you ever have with your family. Are you enjoying it? Are you embracing it? Are you treating it as as the gift it really is? You know, when you wake up in the morning, are you looking forward to doing what you're gonna be doing? Are you proud and, and thankful for the accomplishments that you have, or are you constantly looking at lack? Are you constantly looking at the shit that you don't have? You know, how can you expect to end this life gracefully and without any regrets if you're constantly going through life looking at what you don't have because you're gonna get more of it? So, you know, if you went into your room today and you turned a knob and you stood underneath hot pouring water and it felt great, you know, that's pretty fucking good. Did you get in your car and it started today? Was that pretty good? Yeah. Is your family healthy? Yeah. Do you have a job? Do you have a future? Do you have access to all the information you could ever possibly need in the palm of your hand? You know? Yes, you do. Life is pretty fucking amazing. Stop looking at it as shit. You know, it's up to you and your responsibility every day to create a legacy that you're going to be proud of. You guys know me. My legacy is that Christopher Roush will fight for what was right and what was fair. He will have risk for which that mattered. And he will have left the earth a better place for what he did and who he was. That is that simple. I live and breathe that every single day. I'm not perfect. Maybe some days I do 20 things that are great. Maybe one day it's just one thing that day but every single day I'm striving to become better. I'm striving to understand myself better. I'm striving to be in the moment more. I'm striving to understand people better and not judge so much. I'm, uh, I'm striving every day to have less frustration and having more patience. You know, every single day I'm constantly growing and proving myself and sharing that with you guys. I mean, that's what raw and unscripted is all about is coming to you from the heart. I don't have this scripted. I don't have a bunch of shit written out. This is from the heart. And I realize sometimes I go off on tangents and everything, but that's who I am. And as long as it's coming from the heart, fuck it. You know, I'm here delivering the message because that's what's in my heart to do. If I pass away and I look back on my life, if I have five minutes to think about my life, I want to be like, shit, you know what? I did it. You know, yeah, could I have done more? Yeah, could I have done it differently? Of course, but there's nothing we can do about that because every the last 10 minutes are gone. All we have is currently right now. So when you sit in that moment and you really think about how grateful you are and how beautiful your life really is, no matter what issues and problems that you have, that's when you really start living versus existing. You know, I think when somebody passes away, that a part of us passes away too because we think we, we, we come to the realization that nobody is impervious to death. Nobody is impervious to, to, to illness and cancer and pancreatic shit and all this other stuff, you know, and, and, um, and Alzheimer's and things of that nature, you know, that's, that's the part of it I think is just a wake up call for us. Like that today is the day, you know, stop living in the past, you know, another important factor of having a kick-ass life and not having any regrets is make sure your business is finished. And what I mean by that is don't have any unfinished business. If there's somebody you have to apologize to or make amends with or get something clear with, then do it today, you know? Don't end your life and don't go through the experience of possibly leaving somebody without the rest of the story. If you're working on your marriage and your relationship, then make sure you're really working on it and you're investing in that so that, you know, someday you pass away suddenly, that person isn't left holding the bag with a bunch of what ifs, right? And the same thing for you. If you're in a situation where you're, with a bunch of what ifs, then it's up to you to go get the answers to it or it's up to you to make things different. You know, if somebody passes away and all of a sudden you're like, well, I didn't know what they were then, all these things die with them, that's your fault. One of the regrets I have about my mom being alive is that there was a ton of pictures of my family that I did not know and I should have sat down with her and asked her to write down the names on the back of the pictures so I'd know who they were. But I just never did that. So that's that's a a story I'm never gonna get because everybody else has already passed away. So I have literally books and books of photographs that I have no idea who these people are, but I don't want to throw it away, which doesn't make any sense. So make sure your business, your business, business, make sure your business is finished. (laughs) Um, sorry, I've, I've got my brain in a lot of different places right now. Um, but I wanted to bring this to you. I had a different, uh, podcast already recorded for this, but again, it's a timely subject because you can see how the impact of Kobe's death is impacting other people. You can see how the deaths and the aging of other people impact us because you know, that's just one more day, one more step, one more increment closer to our own vulnerability that we're gonna die, right? And the sooner we acknowledge that and embrace that and look at every day as a gift, you know, if you didn't wake up staring at a hospital ceiling this morning, that's fucking amazing, right? Why are you pissed off at the news and the politics? Why are you mad about the election? The election hasn't even happened yet. You know, if you have a candidate that you're gonna pick, pick that person, shut the fuck up and keep moving on about your business. Stop trying to change everybody else's opinion about that. That's not leaving a kick-ass legacy. You can leave all that other bullshit to everybody else and you could take that time and you could focus like, wow, instead of taking the next 30 minutes to bullshit about, you know, Bernie Sanders or whatever the fuck else is going on, I'm gonna take the next 30 minutes and read a book that fucking makes me smarter and gets me closer to my dreams, right? You know, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with my kid. Where you know, I might just let them go color by themselves. But instead, you know, in case something happens tomorrow, I don't want my last memory of my kid watching PJ Masks as opposed to me just sit there thinking I'm going to have all the tomorrows in the world because we're not. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. The next 10 minutes are not guaranteed. I live in a, in a near an airport. A plane can crash into my house. You know, you never know that. I say that quite often as a joke. But watch, someday I might be Christopher Roush was killed by when a plane crashed into his house. You know. That's the point, ladies and gentlemen, is that we don't know. And you stop taking life for granted and you start living in the moment. You stop existing and you stop taking everything like, oh, I've got another day. I've got another week or whatever. Or you're kidding yourself and you're playing the someday game, right? You know, if you're going you're gonna to play the someday game, someday when the kids are this or someday when I'm this or someday when my family's, you know, you're just, you're merely existing, and that's a waste of life. When you look at Kobe's life and you look at some of these other people's lives, man, they put it all on the court. They put it all out there. They went for it, you know, traveling in vans to shows and whatever it might be, you know, they left it out there and they left a, a, a legacy that we're proud of and that we feel a part of. So my point is this, is that you have to make sure that A, you're living your legacy and creating your legacy. And also that, you know, when people do pass away from around you, you're not, Mourning them for you know years on end, you know, celebrate their life, celebrate their victories, celebrate what they stood for, and carry that on. If you have somebody that's close to you that was particularly passionate about. Um, you know, refugee kids, then, you know, in order to live their, create their their passion and their their legacy to live longer, maybe that's something you get involved with and you continue that in their honor. Maybe you set up a fund, maybe you start a nonprofit organization. There's so many things you can do and I've seen done when something tragic happens, but I've also seen more often than not that people crawl into a little bubble and they feel sorry for themselves and they start playing the poor me game and they start using that as an excuse. Oh yeah, I gained weight because so-and-so died. Oh yeah, I have been in the dumps and -and so-and-so died. You know, when I had somebody close to me pass away years ago, um, I was driving home from the funeral and I, all I wanted to do was go home and drink and smoke. I was like, I've had enough with thinking I've had enough with life and reality. I'm just going to go home and get drunk and just have a good time, listen to some music. And I thought to myself in that split second, if that person was sitting here in the, in the passenger seat next to me, would they say, yeah, Chris, that's a good idea. Go do that. Or would that person say, you know what, Chris, instead, why don't you take that time and call somebody that you haven't talked to in a while? Why don't you take that time to go home and write a poem about me? Why don't you go home and take some time and just reflect and listen to some music? Why are you gonna go home and destroy your body because I'm gone, you know? And that's another way we can live in their honor. What would they tell us to do in that moment? Would they be proud of us if we were sitting in there sulking and being miserable for, for days and years on end, right, you know? I realize I'm going all over the board with this because it's something that comes from my heart and it's very, I'm very passionate about it. So there's a lot of things that I want to say. So I apologize for that, but I just hope that you get the meaning and the message behind all of this is that you are in control. We are in control of our day. And for me, at the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, I want to think a few things. I want to think that I did the best I could. And that I did, you know, I didn't say I did the best I could and I didn't, um, I want to put my head on the pillow thinking, did I make a difference in somebody else's life today that didn't expect it? Yeah. Do I want to hit my head on the pillow and think that I was a good person to my family? I was a good husband. I was a good father. I was a good friend to my friends. Yeah. Do I want to hit my head on the pillow and think about how exciting tomorrow is and the things that I have lined up? Yeah. You know, to me, that's a kick-ass life. And when you have those, those focuses in your life, instead of, oh shit, what if so and so becomes president? Or, oh shit, what if this happens? Oh shit, what if that happens? You're living your life in fear and scarcity. And when you think about our heroes, did they? No? Did anybody stop them from what it is that they wanted to achieve? I mean, I could go on and on with the different success stories out there. Walt Disney, um, uh, Michael Jordan. I mean, the list goes on and on of the people who were told no and still went on and did it anyway, right? So the fact of the matter is if something pisses you off and you don't want to see it happen anymore, like for me, Robin Williams suicide, you know, it amazes me. The guy had so much talent and so much money and so much everything else, but still it wasn't enough to keep him going. He wanted out. So one of my, one of my passions right now is making sure that people in my, my sphere of influence or the people that I connect with, that they know no matter what happens that they can call me and they can talk to me, no judgment that I just want to be there for somebody. I want everybody to have that person that they can call and say, you know what, dude, I'm fucking tired of this shit. I'm sick and tired of this shit. I don't need you to talk to me or tell me that it's stupid. I just want somebody that I can vent to, right? So I want to be that person for people. I can align with that. I understand when there's days where you're just like, fuck, I don't wanna do this anymore. You know, right? They talk about death being so great, and, you know, the white light and everything. I wanna to go to that. But the reality of the situation is, is there's what's called karmic debt. And when you commit suicide, the lessons that you're supposed to learn in this life, you get to come back sooner and learn them again. And plus, you have to go through it and not quit. So, I mean, that's a whole other subject of the stuff that I'm studying and I will be doing podcasts on that. But that's just that's just another perspective to have. It's like, we're not supposed to give up on ourselves or other people, right? So when tragedy happens in our life, we have one of two options. We can become a victor or a victor, right? A victor or a victim, victim sorry. Um, and that's our choice, you know? It's good to have a pity party. It's good to be remorseful. It's good to, 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 to have reflection. But the most important fact is, what am I gonna do with this? And how am I gonna make the world a better place? How am I gonna make the people around me better? How am I gonna lift their spirits up, right? And that's a collective of consciousness that we need to do as a world. You know, I'm sitting there and I don't watch the news, but I see Facebook updates and I hear all this other shit and I'm constantly reading stuff. And it makes me sad to think how divisive the world's becoming and how, you know, the wars that are going on, when everybody should just leave everybody the fuck alone and understand that we're all the same right? No matter you're black, white, gay, straight, Republican, Democrat, short, fat, tall, young, old, whatever fucking label you want to put on it, you split us down the middle. We're the same. And it appears that we're all trying to achieve the same thing, but at everybody else's expense, you know, you're seeing, you know, people busting their ass and KPIs and all these performance measures so that the CEO of a corporation can make $320 million for their fucking salary. I mean, how asinine is that? Who needs $320 million in a fucking year? When there's people out there living on the streets, there's people, well, that's not my problem, that's their, no, it is our problem, right? Because many of us could be like two paychecks away from living on the street too. With all the automation and everything else that's going on in the fucking world and the greed, you know, who knows? In five years, we may all be on the streets looking back going, fuck, man. Man, I wish I would have been grateful for my house. I wish I'd have been grateful for my job. I wish I didn't spend my life pissing it away, being pissed, being bent and, and trying to change other people's opinions and everything, right? You know." Every single day, you can create a legacy that you're proud of. And every single night when you go to sleep, you can reflect on that. And you can build upon that tomorrow if you're blessed to have tomorrow, right? And you think about the stress in your life. Stress kills. If you're doing shit that's causing you a bunch of stress and anxiety on a continuous basis, then you, my friend, are the one that has to make the fucking change in order to relieve that stress and do something that you love to do. That doesn't mean you're not going to have stress because even when you're doing stuff that you love, you know, I love speaking and I love coaching and consulting, but there's its own stress within that. I'm responsible for, for giving other people advice. I'm responsible for other people's lives. You know, I've had situations where I've had to talk people off the ledge, you know, and that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of anxiety to make sure that, you know, what I do makes an impact, but it's a positive kind of stress. But if you wake up in the morning and you're pissed off about where you're going and when you're there and you're pissed off about where you're coming home to, then you, my friend, have to make changes. And those suck. And they they you feel like you're 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 giving up or you feel like that you're 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 being selfish. But in all actuality, if you're not happy, probably the other person isn't happy either. So it's just a matter of living your kick-ass life and your legacy so that when your time does come, that you're not gonna be in regret and that the people you leave behind that they're going to look upon your life and they're going to be happy. They're going to be like, man, look at what you did. I mean, there's nothing worse than going to a funeral and finding that somebody just really didn't have a life. I mean, that's that's such a sad waste of, 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 of opportunity and possibility. I mean, I have talked about it before. Cell phone, yeah? The world, all the answers to whatever it is that ails us is right there. You know, guys, I've reading books like crazy, constantly learning, I'm learning stuff that I didn't really care about 10 years ago, but it's enriching my mind. It's making me a different person, it's making me a better person, it's making me a more effective dad, a better husband, a better mentor to you guys, right? And I still have a long way to go. But you know, in looking at Kobe's death and just thinking about like, fuck, all the money, all the fame, everything, 41 years old, gone. You know, his wife has to deal with that. The rest of his kids have to deal with that. You know, his three-year-old and his seven-month-old are never going to know their dad. I mean, how fucking tragic is that? That sucks, you know? So I hope that before he left, he said goodbye to them. And I hope that he has left memories for them. You know, I think about Jackson being three years old, you know, I've done certain videos here and there that, you know, if I did die, that there are messages to him, you know, saying happy birthday, son, I love you. I hope, you know, I wish I was there, you know, things of that nature, because you just never know when your message is going to be needed and needed to be heard. And you don't know if you're going to be there to give it. So that's really like kind of like just the crux of what I wanted to bring to you today. Again, I apologize for being all over the place, but it's something that's just coming straight from the heart. And I just wanted to let it flow rather than try to control it which is something you guys have commented on, um, that you like it when I'm just going from flow. And, um, so that's why I just wanted to bring to you guys today because ultimately our life is our choice. And you know, I can't emphasize this enough. If you're not happy with the legacy that you're leaving today, then start getting to work on it. You know, stop living in the someday day, someday game, stop all hoping and wishing and praying that this is going to change or that's going to change because the God's honest truth is the world is just becoming more and more fucked up. And for me, I'm going the simplistic route. I'm trying to let go of a lot of things that I thought I wanted to accomplish and achieve. And right now I'm just making it simple. Like I don't want to, I want to have stress, not that much. I want to be healthy. I want to be there for my son. And, you know, as far as monetary things and possessions, they're not nearly as important to me as they once were. As long as I'm here for him and I'm guiding him in that light and I'm making a difference in this world, that's what's important to me. You know, I could go live in a one bedroom shack as long as I'm doing that and taking care of myself and happy. That's what's important. The ego and all that other shit that I used to think was important no longer is. It's about the impact. It's about living while we're alive and not existing. And that's really the message of all this is that time is precious. You know, they call it, they call today, you know, the present because it really is. It's a present. It's a gift, you know? And the people, talk to the people who were fine yesterday and now they're in the hospital and now they got this new coronavirus or whatever it is. You know, life can change, your perspective can change in a second. And so I encourage you to change that perspective ahead of time and get yourself prepared, get yourself stronger, get your core foundational beliefs set so that when those things happen, you're not sitting there going, oh my God, poor me. It's like, hey, this is another obstacle in my life and I'm gonna get over it and then I'm gonna go back to doing what I meant to do and what I love to do. All right. So that's my message for today. You know, don't get stuck in, in the, in the dying and in the death of people focus on their legacy, what it meant to them and continue that and continue striving each and every day to fulfill your own legacy and make your own impact and go out there and make the world a better place every single day, because that's why we're here. And that's, what's the most important thing is creating a legacy and a life and a love that you can actually look back on and be proud of. All right. So go out there and learn your lessons, ladies and gentlemen. I love you guys. We'll talk to you. We'll see you next time on the Kick-Ass Podcast, Raw and Unscripted. I love you guys. Peace.